Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sup with Shelley. My guest today is Debbie. Debbie was my guest last time, and I think we solved all of the world's problems. I'm pretty sure we did. I don't think there's any left, and if there are, we may have created more. <laughs> so, Debbie, we've, we're approaching the holidays. Yes. We're almost to Christmas. The fact that Thanksgiving was so late kind of put us, yeah. seems like it's coming up pretty quick. Yeah, I agree. Um, one of the things, we talked about a lot of different things last time. As we head into the Christmas and New Year's season, one of the things that I find interesting is how men and women communicate. They communicate differently. And so, in other words, let's say you decide you want to go to somebody's house. You ask your significant other or your kids or whoever, we're going to go to so-and-so's house. And pretty much, I think the woman makes a decision. They decide that they want to go, and if you have people at your house, you decide what the meal is, how you're going to set the table, et cetera, et cetera. Do you find that men and women are pretty much on the same page when it comes to decisions like that? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. My men husband women makes it from the table to the living room. Sometimes he helps with dishes, depending on how many people are there. But yeah, no, we think entirely different. In fact, um, he has developed a little system that he pulls on me because I'll go up and ask four questions like bullets, boom, 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 boom. You know, do you want the table set? What time do you want to have dinner? Ba, 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 ba. So I say all of those at once, and he'll go, yes, no, yes, yes, no. And do you think I remember what order I asked those in? Never. Doesn't that remind you how when you ask men a story, for example, if something big happens in the neighborhood or at work or just in the general area where you live, and you ask them what happened at the Smith's house, for example, you get an answer like, oh, I don't know. And it was something huge. And you find <laughs> out about it. And sure enough, a few days later, he'll come right back and ask you, so what happened there? And expect all kinds of details and everything else. He relies on you for that. Right, right. And yet you can barely get any information out of them when uh, you ask them questions. I think it's just the way men and women communicate. There's I so agree. many different examples of that. Yep. I think it's especially obvious at the holidays. Yeah. You're going out the door. Let's say you're going to um, your sister's house, your brother's house. And when you walk out the door, it's, did you remember to bring such and such? And they'll say, you never told me. How many times do you get that? <laughs> it never <laughs> ends, it seems. You never told me about that. Yes. yes. You never told that. me about I that. I hear that all the time. And all then, the time. And then on the other hand, when you do tell them something, they say, why do you keep telling me that over and over and over again? <laughs> you can't win. It's selective, uh, selective listening and hearing. I think so. <laughs> I think that is absolutely the truth. I, the one uh, example that I can think of that is um, some, he comes home and says, uh, so-and-so's daughter's getting married. And I, I'll say, oh, wow, that's so cool. When's she getting married? I don't know. Well, do you know who she's marrying? I didn't ask. Well, what's going on? I need more information than that. Then go over there. 
So, yeah, he's not even interested in finding out. To me, that's not being interested. You know, I think you need to ask Well, don't ask. My feeling is don't ask if you're not going to contribute to the conversation, plain and simple. Yeah. Just don't even ask and don't pretend you're interested. Yeah, that's true. So we head into New Year's resolutions. Uh, We've got the holidays. There's a lot of holiday traditions. We kind of touched on those last time. New Year's resolutions. Other than the basic losing weight, not spending money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do you find that New Year's resolutions are kind of becoming like a bucket list and the pressure is on to accomplish whatever you told people, which, of course, you tell people um, what the resolutions are? You know what? I don't. uh, (laughs) I know I'm not going to follow the resolution, so I just don't make it. I don't make a resolution because every year I've said I'm going to lose weight. So finally that happened. But now I'm thinking, well, what would I do for a New Year's resolution? I don't. I need to exercise more. But that puts pressure on me. I don't like it, so I'm not doing them anymore. <laughs> I think all the resolutions put pressure on everybody. Yeah. So it becomes kind of like a bucket list. So I kind of combine the bucket list with the New Year's resolutions. So... I figure instead of losing weight, not spending money, the usual ones that people pick, I put things down many, many years ago that I just wanted to do in my life. One of the things when actually when I first got married was to see every state in the United States. And we accomplished that. We took a chunk of time here and there. We went to every state. We went to every Canadian province. We were in a van, so the 24-7... option was definitely in effect. So there is no me time or alone time. So um, that's one way to accomplish it. But I also put on there some fun things too years ago. Like I wanted to do a zip line. Uh, I wanted to do whitewater rafting. So my feeling is when people ask me about New Year's resolutions and I don't want to deal with the pressure of not ha- to have to stop eating or to eat just asparagus or drink just broth. <laughs> I tell them, well, I did a few things on my bucket list, so I'm good. It kind of removes the pressure, don't you think? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I have a bucket list, but <clears throat> once again, I have not attained a lot of that. I have not ziplined. I have not whitewater rafted, but I think I would enjoy it. Um, I, I even kiss the Stanley Cup. Did you put that on your bucket list? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, it just happened. Yeah. So I added that. So when I'm grasping at straws, when people ask me at work or wherever, I said, ah, kiss the Stanley Cup. Oh, never mind. I've already done that. (laughs) So I want to be ahead of them. And it gets people off your back. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Yep. What do you think of bucket lists? I think they're overrated personally. Well, you know, once again, I... I make one, and then I don't achieve it, so I feel like a failure. <laughs> do you think that it actually gets people to do things? I think so. Some people that like to, that are driven by um, accomplishing what they set out to do. I'm not so driven. I used to be when I was younger. I'm not so driven now to make sure I get that done or that done. Basically, we head into the holidays, and right now it's time. It's, the main thing is take time for yourself. It's a couple minutes to take a walk. Or just get out in nature. Something like that, to me, is definitely worth it. Yeah. You know what? Have you heard about the We Share gifts? I have not. Well, right now they're calling these We Share gifts. 
and people buy them and they get a free gift with it. So they might buy a necklace for their mom and they get a bracelet, that sort of thing. So that's like, okay, so you go to the store, it's like, what is that, BOGO? Buy one, get one? Yeah. So if I buy something and get something free, I get to keep both? Yes. But, you know, <laughs> oh, but, I like it. Or you can donate it to charity. I guess uh, that would be another option, that but would that be, would be more I like of a it. us gift. I like us it. share. <laughs> yeah, that would be me and me yeah, share. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> me, me share. Yep, yep. But I think the worst would be if you decided this gift isn't really for her so much. She doesn't really like this, but I'm going to get a free trip or I'm going to get this. So I'm going to give this to her. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with it except somebody gets something they don't want. (laughs) Well, or they get a notice. Sometimes they send out notices saying, thank you for purchasing our such and such a gift. And uh, by purchasing such and such a gift, your friend was able to go to Hawaii. (laughs) <laughs> kind of like that, yeah. See, I wouldn't want them Sorry to tell about them. You. Right. Sorry about you. You See, didn't make always it. make sure that they don't tell or announce it because That's then right. they can really yeah. backfire. Right. It's like re-gifting something that you have that you got from that person, and yes. that's just horrible. Yes. That is just yes. horrible. That's happened to me once, and I tried to oh, uh, diffuse it, and I could. How can you diffuse it? Yeah, yeah. Especially when it's. Uh, if you, you, the main thing is remember to take the tag off so it doesn't still have <laughs> right. two Shelly for Mary and you're yeah. giving it back to Mary. She goes, oh, right. That's thanks. Right. Same wrapping paper, yeah. same everything. And, and make sure you haven't worn it two or three times. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're just repackaging it. That's, that's gosh, exactly I, true. I lost the box. I don't know how that happened with all my packing. Or used it if it was a dish or something and there's some uh, dried breadcrumbs on it or something. Say, oh, I just thought this would be perfect for you. <laughs> It just, yeah. Now that's, that's a gag gift. Yeah, that's, that's, and then uh, that's, I guess, what you just have to do is just treat it as a gag gift. Yeah, yeah. There, there's really nothing else that, um, that you can do. One of the things this time of year, we've got a million things on our mind. I keep talking about this. Everybody's running around. Everybody's crazy. They're grumpy. They, they're not sleeping. And speaking of not sleeping, I think this time of year, people suffer from insomnia. Their minds, their minds just do not shut down. So my question is, and this has happened to me, and apparently when I'm laying awake at night, this is when I think about the stuff when I do have insomnia. Do you rely, okay, you wake up, it's 1 o'clock. Do you rely on picking up electronics? No. Okay, that's not no, your first. Have, no. In fact, do you I get have up and little... want to paint the kitchen? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a little meditation that I do to get back to sleep. Does it so usually I, work? Yeah, it works. It it's works like every night I wake up. Counting sheep type of thing? Um, kind of like that. It, it comes from that Calm app, but it's just a matter of relaxing and breathing properly. And you have to breathe, like breathe in four, come out three, breaths, that sort of thing. Right, all but that meditative breathing, which is really, really good for you. And when you do it, I mean, the very first time I was still awake after a half hour, but I kept at it, and now five minutes I start it, and I go right back to sleep. That is excellent. My feeling is I know so many people have their phone next to them, their tablet, their laptop. Yeah. They, they wake s- up, and they start getting on electronics. So it's, I, I think it's such a bad, bad habit, not to mention if you're half asleep, who knows what you're sending out? <laughs> 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 who knows what you're yeah. sending out? And I, I was guilty of a few of them. And I had a friend say to me, Jeez, I got your response. It was like at one twenty in the morning. Were you just getting home? <laughs> no, actually, I was just getting 
just trying to fall asleep. <laughs> so it's not not a good idea. No, it's, I don't think you get back to sleep when you do that. They say not even to have a TV in your bedroom. Do you have a TV in your bedroom? I do I? have a TV, but I got to the point where if I couldn't fall asleep and my mind was racing about the day ahead at work or things I had to do or just a list, endless list, list. Yeah. I just feel like if I could just get up and uh, rearrange my sock drawer, regrout the tub, do something, just can't accomplish something. I There's a few times I felt so motivated. I did think of finishing a painting job or something, but um, at least I would be productive in That's terms true. of that. What about the next day? How do you feel? Not so good. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, Not a good idea, yeah. But the sock drawer's clean, the kitchen's painted, Yeah. the, t- the tub is regrouted, and things are done. But no, very, very, very tired and yeah. to the point where... You just have to struggle to get through the day. I think I've seen you in that position before. Yes. Well, the thing is, you can tell when um, you see little lights on at people's houses at all hours. Lights yeah, that that's are very true. off and then they're on. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, my goodness, yeah. what, are, what are they up to? Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to tell you this before we go any further. There was a, there's a couple that are going to be celebrating their 80th wedding anniversary. They're going to do it on Christmas. Wow. He is 106. She is 105. They're from Texas. Wow. Can you imagine? Can you imagine living that long? Let Let alone be married. married. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we think alike. (laughs) And then you you always think about what did they do that they're so different? Well, they said they eat properly. Okay. They don't drink too much alcohol. Okay. And then uh, what was the other one? And they live in oh, separate exercise. homes? No, 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 no. <laughs> exercise. But they showed a picture of them. Oh, my gosh. They looked like they were 60. Wow. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Usually, you, by that time, you see people really hunched over. and They were at a, a dinner table, and you could tell wow. she'd been doing her hair, and they looked fabulous. So, um, although I could never do that lifestyle, um, I, <laughs> I applaud them. I applaud them. And you wonder... You know, it's like uh, with Willard Scott does on the Today Show. He's been doing it for a million yes, years. Yeah, and there's so and so. Is he still there on the? I'm I'm not I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but he was doing it for a million years, where he'd find somebody and from a, a state, and he'd say, "Here she is. She's 101. Yeah. She's 102. Yeah. And he would say, "And her secret uh, to longevity is," and it was amazing because over the many 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 years he's been doing it. A lot of them said um, alcohol, a shot of alcohol yeah. or something. <laughs> and I think it would happen to vegetables yeah. and fruits <laughs> and exercise and all the yeah. things. Yeah. There was one lady who um, was still active. I think, I'm not positive that she still drove. She said a shot of whiskey a day. Now, you know everybody's sitting at home that's watching that yeah. and nudging their yeah. spouse is saying, see, yeah. I told you it wasn't yeah, bad for Two's better, too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I told you that's what we needed to do. Get rid of all the uh, Brussels sprouts and broccoli and yeah. asparagus and get some good uh, Jameson's whiskey. You know, uh, speaking of Jameson's, my um, grandfather lived in St. Ignace, and he lived to be 100. Wow. And what he would do, there was a big uh, hill right up by the house he was living in with my uh, aunt. And he'd get up every morning and have, he called them, because he was Irish, Kellogg's instead of Kellogg's cereal. He'd say, <laughs> I'm going to have my Kellogg's cereal. And then he'd walk down, all the way down the hill, go to the local bar, 
sit there and have a couple drinks and turn around and go all the way back up. That was pretty much his day, but he was getting a little bit of alcohol. He was getting his exercise. He was eating properly. So he lived to be 100. I can't believe that. Don't you think, I mean, uh, the mindset is so powerful as opposed to somebody who is um, maybe not socially active, but trying to, you know, they're thin and they're doing everything right. I think mindset is super, super important in terms of living a long time. Yes. And having fun. Yes. You see that when men or women, you know, depends, uh, become widowed or divorced later on in life, the women typically go out and do things with other women. Yes. They will find a group. Yes. And they, they will yes. go by themselves. They will yes. find a group. Most women will do that, I believe. Men, that. unless they already have a group, are more inclined to sit at home in the barca lounger and have the same routine, operate that remote control. And I don't know why that is. Why do you think women are more inclined to do that? I'm not sure. I'm not. I, we, uh, you know why? I think I, I, this, I think this is the answer, Shelley. I think we've worked hard all our lives, whether we were at home being a homemaker or whether we were working and working. Then you come home and you pack the lunch for the kids and you multitask all over the place. That's very true. So women can do that better than when men you any retire, day. When you retire, and I can tell you this, when you retire, you you say to yourself, wow, I slept until 8 o'clock. And then you just get busy. You can do all the things that you find fun. You can do art that you have been putting off for years and years and years. I want to start painting. You can do ceramics. You can take classes. Take classes. There's so many things to do. And, and women don't seem to be afraid to do that. If no. there's a class they want to take, they're yeah. going to take it. And women talk to other women. I yep. mean, it's just very, very comfortable. It may not work for them. For example, I know for a fact that um, you and I really uh, found a yoga studio that we enjoyed. Yes. And we talked to friend into going. <laughs> you know where I'm going yeah, with this. I do. I do. <laughs> we talked her into going. She's um, type A for sure. Very independent. Very uh, strong-willed, strong-minded. Active, great shape, just everything. And we thought, we just loved the studio. We loved the people there. Debbie and, and I enjoyed it. we knew she needed to relax. <laughs> we knew she needed to just chill. Mm -hmm. and, um, and we knew that. And the reason we found out was on a car trip, but that's another story. So we took her to the yoga studio. Everybody at the studio was fabulous. The instructors, everybody was just fabulous. And needless to say, I don't think we made it to our first downward dog. And she was slapping their hands away from it if they tried to adjust her, saying, don't tell me what to do. I know how to do this. And ended up people giggling and laughing and just the type A never shut off. And then, yeah. of course, the Shavasana at the end, um, I, we just kept watching her look at her watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. Like, is this over yet? She is did this not want to be there. Yeah. In fact, she kind of snapped at one of the instructors. She, she did. The instructor came very lovingly up to her to adjust her. She so did. She was doing it wrong. She and, did. Yeah. I know how to do this. So <laughs> it, did not, it did not help with her. Uh... No. So that let's put it this way. It was our first and last uh, time bringing her to that yoga class. Yeah. And we're still laughing about it to this day. Yeah. But one of the reasons why we wanted to get her to relax is when um, I've known Debbie a million years. And when Debbie introduced me to her, we all decided we would get into running because we just didn't have enough abuse in our lives. And we would say... <laughs> 
why are we running? We hate this. It's awful. It's hot. <laughs> the shoes are ugly. The clothes are uh, expensive. And we got into it. But every time we would finish a run, we said, when's our next one? Yeah, exactly. And we just set, loved the shirt, got a little metal. Yeah. Everything was good. Yeah. So we decided to think outside of the box a little bit and take our show on the road and run our first half marathon in Chicago. So we got in the car, and poor Debbie was driving. It's, I think, the first time that I met our friend. And we got in the car, pretty much drove straight there, stopped for gas, mm-hmm. I think something to eat. Yeah. And never, ever, ever stopped talking. There I thought, wasn't a break. <laughs> there was no coming up for air. At one point, I thought it said, welcome welcome to Las Vegas. I thought we'd <laughs> overshot Chicago. <laughs> Just driving and, and talking and talking. Well, she sat in the back seat. And after that, she says, I will never sit in the back seat again. She'd try and poke her head in between us in the front seat and interject <laughs> things. And she, poor thing, just didn't have a chance. No, no. And didn't. in terms of a road trip, I mean, they can make or break you, depending on who you get on a road trip, where it just takes forever. Yeah. Or it's it's like something out of a movie. Yeah. Think it, you know, was it Chevy Chase had all those road trips that became... Yeah. Phenomenal movies yes. that are funny and are yes. still being watched. Yes. That one, I don't know if anybody would have still watched it, the one that we took. But. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe just toward the end when we we're getting our stuff well, organized. When we got there. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of road trips, there has to be people that you just love to get in a car with and just share a new adventure and just start talking about things. A lot of times there's just not enough time to even have to even talk. And once again, that's women mostly that do that. Absolutely. And I think, Shelly, we're both a little competitive, so I do believe nah. we were kind of fighting for air time to talk. Nah, I don't and know why you would say as that. as we did that, our voices got a little louder, and the, so it became like a, I could, oh, I have something to say that's really important. But mine so, was more important. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, of course, she thought hers was more important, yeah, and but it just the we crescendo. We didn't give her much time, did we? No. Well, she's behind us. When you sit in the back seat, then you're going to you're going to be punished. Yeah, that's just how it is. You yeah. can't compete with us. And if she tried to get loud, we just turn up the radio so that we could hear each other more. <laughs> but I'll tell you, that was one of the fastest drives. But coming back, we made a big, big mistake. And um, what is the name of the famous popcorn they have in Chicago? Oh, that, uh, I don't remember. It's the cheese and caramel corn. Well, Debbie took us there. She says, you have to go and you have to try this combination. We, it took us two seconds to say, uh, yeah. So we all got the same. We wanted to get different, but that didn't happen. So we got the caramel corn and the uh, cheddar. So one good thing about the drive back, our faces were covered in cheddar dust and (laughs) sticky caramel as well we had, as my car. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> and your steering wheel mm-hmm. and the handles and the seats. Yeah. We were a lot quieter on the way back because we were stuffing our faces with that popcorn, <laughs> which I took um, some to a party, just a summer party, just a few months ago, that combination. And people were fighting over it, going crazy. Yes. You can get that at Costco, not the same one, but you get a big bag, and it's the caramel corn. It's already mixed? Cheese. Yes, it's all mixed. Oh, it is awesome. That is addicting. And yes. I, I took it to a party, and the, the gal, she had other food, put it in different bowls and just kind of spread it around the party. And people would go to the table where it was, eat it, 
go to the next table where it was, <laughs> eat it, and there the next go. table and eat it. it it's, it's amazing, yeah. that combination. Of yeah. course, the sweet and the salt, it's tough yeah. to beat. Yeah. It's great. But that stuff, and of course, what we got in Chicago was the, the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That particular, that particular brand. But on the way back, we told her that she could talk if she wanted. There was plenty of time to talk because we were eating, but she was eating as well. <laughs> So it didn't give we her, were allowing her to talk to us. We were allowing her to talk as we were stuffing our faces. <laughs> One thing that um, we're kind of covering things, but this is kind of holiday related, but it leads me to something else. Relatives, I know so many friends, co-workers and everything who have relatives coming in for the holidays. And they're staying at their house. They're bringing kids. They're bringing uh, friends. They're staying at their house. What is the policy, do you think, when you have family staying there? What is the, the maximum amount of days before it gets on everybody's nerves? Well, like, <laughs> like Chevy Chase would say, mm-hmm. <laughs> bring the whole family. <laughs> but I think it depends on how many people are going to be there. And some people fly in, so you don't want to say after two days, you know, go back home. So Why I, not? <laughs> I think that you just have to get along with your relatives that short period of time. But I don't think someone should come and say, oh, you're in New York City, so I'm going to stay here for two weeks. No, I don't, I don't go along with that. And it's, it's amazing to me, these people, and I didn't grow up with a, a sibling, so um, the people that have many siblings or even maybe just two or three, they don't get along. It's almost like they go back to what they were doing when they were children. They finished the fights that they, they started did. 20 you know, years I ago. I remember when you did this to me and held my head and rolled me up in a blanket and all those things. My husband has uh, claustrophobia because of being rolled up in a blanket and left. So oh, <laughs> that, that would probably do it. I just was beat on the head with the cardboard uh, <laughs> tubes from wrapping paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. When people are staying with you, that's just one example because that happens at the holidays. But people are talking, and a lot of my friends are, as we get older and see the options that lie ahead for us, they talk about granny pods. Do you know what those are? No, never heard of it. Granny pods, and I, they start, and I'm not sure if that's the proper name for them. And, uh, maybe a similar name might be like a yurt, but a yurt is more for camping. Okay. They're starting in California, and typically what starts in California works its way east. Yeah. They are little... Like, uh, the trend is mini homes. You know, the mini? Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So you've got the mini homes. And what they do is they have some, pro- you buy some property, and you put a couple on the property. So several friends were saying, well, what we'll do, and this goes back to people staying at your house at the holidays. Everybody has like a little granny pod. Now, to me... <laughs> This reminds me of camping when we would go, and, but everybody was in the same tent. And I went on a few camping trips with girlfriends, and there were four in one tent. But there was one time when one of us was in one tent. So we'd have three or four tents occupied by one person, which was fine until it started pouring rain, and some people had the real nice waterproof tents, mm-hmm. and other people didn't. Yes. So that, yes. that, yeah, that was not good. Yeah, no. But the granny pods are these little individual, like... Um, Mini, mini homes, almost like she sheds. Okay, so people all right. stay so they're in them. wooden. 
They're wooden. They can be. They okay. can be plastic. They are uh, creating a huge, huge demand out west. So let's say, for Where example, it's warm. Well, yes, that is true. <laughs> uh, if we had the um, she sheds or he sheds or their shed, whatever here, they would have to be insulated and um, some type of heat. But what they do is they get this property, and everybody kind of, uh, you know, friends can do it. As people get older, you can move the, the mother-in-law into one on your property. Uh, you could probably maybe move the husband into one of them on the property, uh, one of the kids. And they are huge. It's creating quite um, a fad that is sustainable and catching on. They're cheaper. Everybody's got their own little place to go to. It's kind do of they like have plumbing. I mean, do you have to come to the main house? To- some, some do have plumbing. Um, I think the bulk of them would probably share, you know, that, that could be problematic, share an outdoor, uh, John. But I think that they basically have, like, um, when you're camping them with compost toilets or something, but they're taking off, and some of them are just amazing when you look at them. There was, I think, a 14- or 15-year-old boy who built one on his own and uh, put it on a piece of property, and he's living in it on the property that his parents live in the house. And part of this, it kind of started a couple years ago. The big homes that were being built out in California had two master suites. Hmm. One at one end of the house for the husband. Uh One at the other end of the house for the wife. Uh, You don't think it's the grandparents? Well, (laughs) the problem was the husband's and wife sleeping together was snoring. Oh, Somebody wanted it hot. Somebody wanted it cooler. Somebody wanted to sleep with the dog. Uh, somebody went to sleep with the cat. Yeah. And it took off. And these are big homes, so that one would be on one end of the house, one would be on the other end of the house, and they said it saved their marriages. It worked out great. So from there, it just kind of led to these little uh, she sheds. I mean... That's very cool. They're they're very yes, popular. Yes, yes. And we've talked about those before. That it's, it's a place where somebody can go out, have things the way they want yes, them. Yes, Where... Somebody's not coming in, and I mean, instantly, as soon as I put something down, it seems that your spouse comes along and moves it. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that's probably never happened to you. <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking of um, snoring, snoring. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, here we go. Um, I happen to be somebody that snores a lot. And I know that for a fact. <laughs> in fact, I've hit. My friends, I look over at them in a room that we're sharing, and they have cotton balls coming out of their ears. So, yes, I know that I snore. The last time we stayed together, um, I was all ready to go on this run, and I, I was refreshed. And I look over at my two friends, and they have these cotton balls coming out of their ear, and they were really cranky. I said, good morning. Are you guys excited to go for the run? And they just let me have it. So... Um, snoring has been a problem for me, but you know what I heard today? I heard that they have these apps that will, um, you, you buy the app and you put it on the bed and it measures how long you snore. If you get into REM sleep, it measures your whole, uh, situation with snoring. If it's just maybe 10 minutes or are are you in sleep apnea gasping? So I thought that was kind of cool and I might try it. Well, let me just interject something. I can vouch for the fact that I was one of the people that um, found out that Debbie snored 
as was the other girl, we're getting ready to run our first half marathon. Everything was fine. We laid out our stuff ready to go. We went to bed, and this horrifying sound started. So as a result, I said to my friend, we were going to drag you to a sleep clinic at that time. We were going to find one in Chicago that was open 24-7. You just want to get rid of me. Yes, yes, we did. It was that or down and leave you by the ice machine, <laughs> which uh, I didn't have a problem with it, but our friend was being uh, very nice. She says, really so that- dramatic. Yes, she was. And I don't understand. She says, the ice machine is just down the hall. She's got something to drink if she wants it. The bathroom's not far. I don't see a problem with it. It was that or putting a pillow. Yeah. Putting a pillow over your head. I'm sure glad you didn't do that. You slept in the bathroom, if I recall, because you couldn't take the noise. Yes, I did. Was that our friend? Uh, Actually, I started in there and I said no. And she went in the bathtub and then she had the great (laughs) idea of putting cotton in her ear so then we both woke up. We looked like uh, the rabbits. lop-eared rabbits yeah. with cotton coming out of our. So the so that does make sense. Back to the homes. Of course, these were big homes where you have two master suites. Um, people, when you think of the problems that snoring and temperatures and everything causes, these homes with two master suites, these little, um, and I, I use the term granny pods, but the they're just separate little, like, yurts where somebody can actually go stay in there, have it decorated the way they want, um, have their stuff put out the way they want. I think that's a huge problem in marriages. I think so, too. And you get to a certain point that if you're the one that usually compromises, you will always be the one that always compromises. So, um, absolutely. If somebody comes in and says, I don't like things like that and move it around, yeah. you get angry and it kind of festers and festers mm-hmm. and festers. hmm yeah. And uh, then you just start bringing more things in that, you know, it becomes a competition to annoy him. Yes. <laughs> Whether you want him or not. <laughs> That's right. I know he hates this, so I'm going to get ten of one them. out. <laughs> not only that, I'm going to go get 10 of them yeah. and put them everywhere. Or a certain <laughs> fragrance that you know they don't like, like especially in candles. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, candles where they go, oh, that's absolutely horrible. Yeah. And I says, well, I enjoy it, so... Why do you come in the room when it's burning? Go yeah. into a different room. Then they stand there and complain about how awful it smells. So for sure, yeah. I'm going to get six more. Oh, yeah. There and bigger. <laughs> Three wick. Yeah. <laughs> um, the smell that my husband hates in a candle is, in fact, he walked in and I was so happy I was making with salt, that wonderful cinnamon. And, and um, mm. do you know what that is? Yeah. Yes. And then I had um, candles all over with the smell of apples. And it was like a fall. And he came in and he said, this smells like a craft show in here. (laughs) Like that was the worst thing in the world that could happen to him. I think that's one of the best smells. But you know, I love it. It's they'll find something. They'll come in and say, oh, that smells horrible. Is that such and such? And you know that it is. So you say, no, not at all. Just to (laughs) just to call them on it because they're going to complain about it anyway, no matter what it is. Yeah, I agree. My husband's very picky. And uh, yeah, I just, I like what I want now. I rely on the fact that his smell, his sense of smell is not as good as it used to be. Well, that's one good thing. Same with hearing. Do you rely on the the failed hearing? No. No? No. Mm -mm. I do because then I can say things or be talking or watching something and He's not going to comment because he simply just can't hear it. Do you believe that he can't hear it? 
Um, I kind of do. Yeah, okay. I, okay. I kind of do. I can kind of tell when he's doing selective hearing yeah. by the look on his face. Yeah. I kind of got it down to a science. Well, My husband's a little a little hard of hearing, but I think sometimes he's just ignoring me. Well, I think that I think that that is that is an absolute <laughs> fact. You can tell because at some point later on, they'll typically mention what it is you were talking yes, about. Yes, exactly. And you'll inver- yes, and you'll <laughs> invariably say, "I thought you couldn't hear me, or you weren't listening, or you said I don't remember uh, me telling you that." Yeah. When you're talk when we're talking about. And I'm kind of talking about future. We're talking about the end of the year. It's a time to reflect on going forward with New Year's. We're talking about like she sheds, different ways of living. It's going to be kind of different ways of maybe friends living together so that people aren't alone and um, isolated. So you've got your own little pod. You've got your own little, uh, you've got your things set up the way you want. What do you think about parked outside of your pod? a driverless car. What do you think of the technology that's coming down where they're autonomous? You could get into it because I'm saying this because as we go forward and we become in our uh, very, very senior state, 80s, 90s, get in a car and go. Is this, I'm not talking about like the Jetsons, which I'm Mm -hmm. still waiting to travel by air, (laughs) especially with traffic and construction the way it is. So you're in your 80s or something, you go out and assuming that you're lucid enough and can push the right buttons, like push the button for the grocery store that you want. What do you think of that? I think it'd be awesome. You would trust them, the concept. Well, that's, I, being the kind of person I am, I'd have to wait and see what the research was on it, how many accidents they've gotten into because they're electric and something goes crazy. Um, but at wiring. that point, and let's say you're in your 80s or something, my feeling would be get in and it's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> in my 80s or 90s, I need to go somewhere. I want to go for a ride. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's... What happens, happens. Yeah. But what do you think of that concept? Do you think it's really, are we really going to get to that point where we can get in a vehicle and, for example, push a button and say we're driving to Chicago Three people sit in the back and we'll be able to just eat popcorn the whole time and not have to drive or focus. But I don't have an engineer's brain, so I can't even fathom how that would all happen. Um, So I just wait for them to go ahead and build it, and then I will see what happens. It's a great concept. I mean, it's a wonderful concept. Again, we go back to the Jetsons where they're in their flying cars, not bothering anybody, just tooling around i mean obviously i don't know how they're ever going to accomplish it in the air because that just screams disaster yeah but we're back to drones yeah yeah (laughs) but just it would be a phenomenal idea i just think it's very fascinating that let's say you know i'm in my 80s or something typically you don't have people around or you can't get a hold of somebody or everybody's dead (laughs) you're gone (laughs) and you just want to go out and get in your car and go somewhere yeah Go in your car, program it. I guess, like I said, I'm not familiar with the technology. Mm-hmm. Program it to say, you know what? I'm going to drive. I want to go up to Traverse City and get some Cherry Garcia yeah, ice yeah, cream. Yeah. And go and trust that you'll get there, get yeah. in and go back. That would be awesome. Very do, awesome. Do you think we're ever going to, I mean, I don't know if they're ever going to be able to perfect it. I mean, look they now. They say they're going to be able to perfect it. Everybody's texting and everything else. Um they haven't quite perfected it. And I saw on TV that young couple sleeping. Did you happen to see that? It was actual footage. I want to say California, but I'm not positive. Uh-huh. They got in the car and they looked young. 
Well, she was passed out in the passenger seat, totally passed out with her head out the window. Mm-hmm. He was had his head straight back, sound asleep, and they got in a car. Now, I don't know how advanced the cars are now. I didn't think they were that advanced. No, I didn't either. Pushed the button and got on the highway. Oh, my gosh. See? <laughs> it, well, it, but did, did it turn out okay? Are they okay? Uh, apparently, they are. Somebody next to him took pictures of it, and apparently, they are, but... It just raises so many questions to me. You know, um, I don't. Th- I think I'd have to <laughs> sleep with one eye open. And yeah, what good is that? Can, yeah, exactly. I, I right now, and this with the technology we have, if someone presented that to me, I absolutely would not get in it. There's no way I'd get in that. You know, I have to see some results and make sure that because I have the I've had the electric system go in my car before, and all the things aren't working properly. I don't know that I trust that well enough. You know, I get, but you know what? We trust pilots. We trust co-pilots. We get in a huge, monstrous machine. Yes, it's true. Fly someplace. Yeah, but that's good. They're already after the bar cart's gone down the aisle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then if something does go wrong, and you're in your car sleeping, or you dis, or you know, whatever the situation is, you have to think that at some point you might have to step up and take over. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of driving with my mom. <laughs> I mean, you never really, you never really relaxed. You just yeah. kind of, it's like perpetual driver's edge. You never really relaxed or were confident that she was going to make the right turn <laughs> or remember the restaurant we were going to or the store that we were going to. And another thing is, um, in terms of cars, you know, trusting them and everything else, I don't know about you, but um, somebody, I mean, with hacking and everything going on, twice this past summer, I love to go to the farmer's market, the county market, mm-hmm. vegetables, fruit, yeah. plants, and everything. Yeah. So many cars are the same. Uh, if you can unlock it with your fob, great. Not always. And it's a hot day. You're loading up stuff. I don't know how it happened, but twice I've gone up to a car, opened the passenger in the back seat door, and started loading my flowers. Okay. <laughs> and the car next to me was almost the same car. And one time I did it, there was a lady with her young son in the front seat. She looked in the back seat and just, like, clutched her son and thought, <laughs> oh, my God, what can I do? How can I make her stop? She didn't say a word, so it took me a minute. I thought, this is really clean for starters. Yeah. My car is unfortunately... I can't keep it that clean. I always need something, and when I clean it out, I, I miss it. I invariably yeah. say, why did I clean it out? Yeah, yeah. So I'm loading flowers in there, and I looked at her like, what are you and this kid doing in my car? Yeah. And then it, it, I was so focused on loading all my things, mm-hmm. I didn't even pay attention that it was different interior. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So getting caught up in driverless cars, I, and this. And you're 80. Yes, <laughs> Would somebody get in my driverless car and, and, and change my programming? I mean, it's like how your husband changes the radio when yeah, you start driving. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think about those things. Uh-huh. Yeah. You I have get to in. think about those. You do. I get in. I'm ready to go. I push Traverse City. Everything is good. And if you have to stop or something, somebody else gets in. Yeah. And they go, oh, no, no, no. We're not going to Traverse City. We're going to Nashville. <laughs> It's, and if you're sleeping, for that. Right, I, I don't have the right clothes. That's right. I didn't pack for yeah, it. Yeah, That type of thing. I mean, it makes me think about that in the sense that 
look at how people just get into the wrong Ubers. You know, Shelly, you know my story of, of Kroger, going to Kroger, don't you? Have no. I told you? Oh, okay, I went to Kroger. I suspect Wasn't that I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, I don't have to Hopefully talk. you didn't put wrong <laughs> groceries in a, a car that looked like yours. Exactly. And um, what, what I did is I, I thought it was my car. Both were Subarus white. Okay, don't feel bad now. Yeah. I went and put the cart away. And I came back to my car and went home, thinking my groceries were in the back. Well, I, oh, I no. looked in my car, no groceries. Oh, I no. thought, did someone steal them from the time I went to the cart corral to when I got back in my car? Oh, my God, does Kroger have these? Where are my groceries? So Am I losing it? You drove home <laughs> and got out to unload your groceries and yes, they weren't there. They were not there. So I ran in the house because, you know, you start to feel like you're losing it a little bit. What? I know I put yes. them in the car. I remember putting the bananas right here. So I called Kroger, and she said, yes, you put them in someone else's car. Oh. And I said, well, why, you know, why was her door open? Like I'm going right. to blame someone else. All of a sudden, it's their fault. <laughs> yeah. So I go, and I find out, you know, I'm standing in line at Kroger at customer service, and I get up to the girl who who services people, and she said, um, tell me what's in the, the bags. And I went, oh, Well, we know come. bananas. <laughs> <laughs> bananas. I started to uh, tell her, and she said, you know, that's really pretty crazy. I think that's the first thing that's happened here ever. <laughs> I have never, ever, ever heard of that. So was anybody you in know, the I'm car? daydreaming. No, but their car was open, and it was exactly <laughs> oh. like mine. And my trunk happened to be clean, and her trunk happened to be clean. So I didn't notice. And she was on one side of the cart corral, and I was on the other. So, yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> so she could have driven home with all your stuff. She could. And being a good citizen like she was, she came in and returned them all. Or she decided she, she had to load them back in the cart <laughs> and bring them back. So if you're out there, thank you so much for doing that. I was oh. able to eat that night. <laughs> I've got to say that she had to at least briefly thought, let's see, I'm going to go through everything in here. And did, was everything there that oh, you yeah, know she, did, yeah. she just she didn't care about bananas. No, I'm, <laughs> all pick, the alcohol was gone. No, pick, pick one banana <laughs> off. Pick yeah. one banana off of the bunch. Yeah, it was all there. I just, I felt bad that she had to load it all back in and go, somebody put this in my car. Oh, my God. I've never heard of that. And the customer service gal said, I don't know why her car was open. Do you think it opened with your fob? And I said, well, I I did that. I did the fob. I did the fob to get the trunk open. Well, what the heck? Unbelievable. I know. know. So it's kind of scary to think that your fob (laughs) could be a partner with another fob. Yes. At least (laughs) mine with the flowers. I mean, they were unlocked, and I just opened the back door and just started loading it in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, she turned around, but, but didn't say anything no. to me. So okay. I'm just, I'm thinking, why are you in my car? I'm about ready to go crazy with her. But your story <laughs> takes the cake, Debbie. I'm sorry. <laughs> that takes the cake. And I got to say that um, it is absolutely amazing that she didn't at least take off and just say, oh, well, no. just like the porch pirates. Like they I'm don't, not, yeah, they don't gonna, know what's in a box. She put them in here, and I don't feel like taking them out, and I'm in a hurry. Oh, Who my knows? It, Who knows? Well, how many bags were there? Oh, there was like eight. Oh, my I mean, I went God. grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so she had to unload all that stuff, and if there was any heavy stuff in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I felt bad about that part of it. 
They wouldn't tell me who she was. They wouldn't. <laughs> no. No. Uh, I asked. She. I wonder if she asked, um, if she called later and said, did the lady come in and who was she? <laughs> so that I don't park next I to her I don't want again. her to know my name. <laughs> so that I don't park next yeah. to her. Yeah. Well, I said, do you reciprocate in this no giving the name thing? <laughs> She said, oh, yeah, we don't give that information. Oh, my God, that's funny. So you technically shopped twice for the yeah, same things. Absolutely. And she shopped once for something she didn't even want. Yes, exactly. She probably just went in there for a loaf of bread. That's funny. And she had to take all those groceries out. So, Oh, dear. That's, yeah. No. I have never, ever, ever heard that. That is an absolute classic. So, see, going down the road, um, I, I don't know what the... So many cars look alike, and the facts yeah. don't seem to solve that no. problem. You know what my husband does? And this is just to play pranks on people. When they're coming out in, uh, from Kroger, and they're looking for their car, they you know how you press that right. button? Right. He presses his if he's in the car. Oh, so, <laughs> so they start looking, thinking, did I park over there? That's terrible. <laughs> it is terrible, but he gets a good laugh out of it, and I'm still in the grocery store, so... That's what I say to him. That is terrible. <laughs> that is absolutely yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely terrible. That's um almost almost mean because yeah. then, the, then you watch them wandering. Yeah. Then you sit there and laugh. Like, oh, they're going down that road. Yeah, they're going yeah, down no, that road. He likes to laugh at other people. Oh, it's really sad. Well, as long as he can be the recipient of pranks. Yes, and, yes, and, and dish it can. out. Yep, and dish it out and take it, which a lot of people. You know, they can dish it out, but yeah. they can't take no, it. No, he takes it. It's all fun. <laughs> it's all fun and games until yeah. you're the butt of the joke. Yeah. But I'll, I usually am the butt of the joke. My well, daughter, my husband. They pick pranks. on you. They play pranks. They put frogs in the bathtub. They put, you know, anything that will make me scream because I, I have a blood curdling scream. <laughs> so <laughs> so anything that will make me do that, they think so funny. Do you prank them back? No. I'm not a prankster. I'm just not. So that's probably why it was okay for me to marry one. Because if you had two pranksters, that would really be horrible. Oh, it would just be endless. Yes, and yes, the battle yes. would be endless. I, I always say, I'm going to get you guys back. Yeah. But I never do. You'd be walking on eggshells constantly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like <laughs> Cato in Peter Sellers' movie. Just like looking around every corner and yeah. peeking over the chairs and peeking through the doors just to make sure. Yeah. I can tell you I do that. I mean, my husband comes home, and he walks in the room. I don't hear him that he came in, mm -hmm. and he says something to me, and I jump. I jump, and he says, you know, you don't live alone. <laughs> <laughs> or I do but, that, too, sometimes. If I'm doing something, and my husband walks in, and I didn't hear him walk in, and I jump, he goes, you know, I live here, too. Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> right. I said, um, no, I, it just made me jump, but. Some people it doesn't phase, others it does. So if they know you're jumpy, they're going to pick on you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a great fun for them. Jumping out and scaring people, which yeah. is, <laughs> that's see, you know, how old is that? Yeah, right? I know. I and it's know. amazing that people don't get hurt. I'm sure they have, uh, where somebody gets punched or something, where they jump out at them and scare them to death. Oh, yeah, that's Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds like it could be Halloween Easter in my house or Easter at your house. Yeah. It, could be, it could be any oh, given no, day. The bunny. <laughs> it could be any, any given day. <laughs> but with the concept with the cars and putting things, uh, different groceries and cars and stuff like that, I don't think it's that unusual. Really? I don't think it's that unusual. See, I always blame myself because I think you are always daydreaming. You are always doing three different things at once. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to be to in focus. the present. 
And to focus. And to focus. Well, that lasts about two minutes, and then I'm <laughs> off to making a grocery list while I'm talking to somebody. It's, it's just, it's like, I have to learn. That's why yoga was so good for me. Absolutely. It was awesome for me because it would calm me down. I'd be great the rest of the night, no mm-hmm. nervousness or anything like that. So, so true. Oh, yeah. But the is. thing is, don't you find when they say, okay, focus, you go, okay, you really intent on focusing, and maybe 10 seconds into it, you're thinking, of a million other things. Oh, yeah. It's just like when you go to get a massage. You think, I've waited for this forever, <laughs> spent all this money, and they go, okay, relax. Yeah. Or they, just, you talk to them all the way through it because yes, you want to know yes. about them. You want to know about their families. You know, and before you know it, the massage is over, and you know their whole history. That and, is um, so true. Yeah. That I, is so true. Yeah, it's hard for me to keep my mouth shut. When you're t- one of the things, <laughs> talking during a massage... One, one of the things that's worse, if you really get into a subject that you're passionate about or that you share it or you want to find out more about your person, I've even gotten up a few times, like raised my head and turned around to look at him and go, are you kidding yes, me? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm very active. <laughs> I can lift my head and I can turn to the right. <laughs> very active. <Yeah. laughs> I want to participate in the experience, yeah, too. Just yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm just laying there doing nothing. But no one has ever said to me, you know, you might want to shut up so you can enjoy this. <laughs> they just answer all my questions. You know, you, you have th- any children? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about doing things that all of a sudden you're showing them your bracelet or yeah. something. Yeah, right. it, it, never seems, it never seems to fail. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. A few of them have said, uh, feel free to be quiet if you'd like. And it, then I'm thinking... I'm talking too I'm, much. I'm thinking, oh, there's a million things I want to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why do I have to be quiet? But that you just truly, makes me want to talk. You have to focus to be able to enjoy the massage. Don't you agree? You, if you're talking all the way through it, are you enjoying the massage no. really? Yeah. No. Exactly. In fact, I would leave there more wound up than when I got yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm all wound up. We've been talking about stuff. Yeah. And then they go, okay, time's up. And I go, oh, my God. God, I've <laughs> wasted this hour just running my mouth. Totally wasted it. Oh. And I didn't even get to enjoy it. I bet that happens to a lot of women. I would think. Yeah. And then yeah. they go, okay, um, we're all set. We're done. Why don't you lay here for a while and relax and then get changed? And I'm thinking, well, no. No, <laughs> I'm not want my massage. I totally missed it. Yep. Totally yep. blew it. Yep. And then they, the next time you go, this is this has happened to me to somebody that you go to regularly. Uh huh. You get in there and you go, okay, all right, I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> and they start and you don't say a word. Yep. And then they're thinking, is, is everything okay? Yes. Does this yes. hurt? Is something wrong? So I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'll talk for a little bit, but just for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, that, before that, you know it, you're off to the races. That's exactly. But that's you know right. what I do is when I leave, I, I'm on my way out. And um, they say, how was the massage? And I said, oh, it's fabulous. It was just fabulous. Because <laughs> I don't want to make them feel bad. They just spent an hour, you know, being right. my masseuse. So I just said, oh, it's the best massage I've ever had. Right. Well, you say that, you know, no matter where I go, wherever you go to, you say that uh, to, um, I can't think of an example. Not somebody you go to on a regular basis. But you could say that to somebody just so that you can get out of there knowing you're never going to go back, whether it's maybe a manicure or something. Oh, yeah. Thinking, yeah, oh would, no, I'm not coming back. I would probably go on and on. I would say <laughs> it, it was great. Thank you. <laughs> and I think if you do go on and on, they have to be thinking, 
She's not happy. No, She's not really no. happy. <laughs> and then you feel compelled to, now I feel bad. I better give them a huge tip. I know. This is women. Yes. We're we talking about women think. thinking. This is how we overthink things. We overthink, overthink. We just don't allow ourselves to stop worrying about what everybody thinks. And that is very true. Yeah. And then if you tell your significant other or a man, maybe somebody you work with or a friend, oh, my God, this, 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 they are more inclined to say, you know what? You're overthinking it. And yeah. they don't even grasp no, what we're trying no, to say. No. I go into the hypotheticals a lot, too. Well, what if, what if, what if? Yes. My husband says, I don't do hypotheticals. Right. <laughs> and I think, you know what? Good for them for not doing it. Yeah, so I, I guess. Think, I think that it's, like you said, it's just a woman thing. Yeah, guilt is another mm-hmm. one. Oh, my gosh. My mother could make me feel guilty just by one phone call. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've solved. So many of the world's problems, again, there's so many areas that we can cover and talk about. But I do want to say that I just um, enjoyed this immensely today. I think that we, again, solved the world's problems. Yeah, but and, maybe just ours. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I'd like to say the world so that we yeah. feel very giving and yes. generous okay. this time of year. All righty. And enjoying the wonderful uh, studio we have here. In Lake Orion at On TV and the community, and hope everybody has a wonderful Christmas. We'll be back talking about other things. Um, I don't think uh, uh, it'll be maybe this year, but maybe next year. And as we go into 2020, it's mind boggling yeah. that we're at that point. Um, it, it's kind of scary when we think of the year. To me, it is. Yeah, I agree. 2020, I mean, I've just got over the. Uh, Bicentennial, I just <laughs> a little bit late and yeah. everything. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Shelley. Happy holidays. Same to you. Enjoy and uh, try and get all your groceries in your car from yeah. now on. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm.